Denver Broncos cheerleaders, and you're listening to Sports Crunch with DCROM. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever or whenever you cats and kittens are. This is Sports Crunch with DCROM. I'm your host, David Cromelo, and in just two weeks, all 32 NFL clubs will be in training camp. And in that spirit, we will take an in-depth look today at a team that could surprise in 2021, the Carolina Panthers. Although they only won five games in year one of the Matt Rule era, the Panthers displayed tremendous toughness and a very talented core of young players emerged. Do the Panthers have what it takes to take a giant step forward in 2021? Joining us to answer that question and a lot more is Sheena Quick, who covers the Panthers for 1340 AM Fox Sports Radio. It's a pleasure to have you with us, Sheena. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you guys for having me. You're very welcome, Sheena. Thank you for donating your time and talents to our program. And uh, let's get started. And in terms of the draft, I thought the Panthers came away with one of the most impressive classes of any team in the entire NFL. But what currently leaves a mark on that draft hall, which we'll talk more about soon, is the fact the Panthers decided to pass on quarterback Justin Fields, somebody they were apparently very, very high on. It's a decision that they and several other teams, to be fair, may come to regret long term. Although it is possible Sam Darnold can defy history and become a superstar quarterback, the statistical odds suggest that is highly unlikely to happen. Based on the intel that you have, why did the Panthers decide to take J.C. Horn over Justin Fields, and why do they think Sam Darnold can be the long-term answer for them at quarterback? Um, the first part of that, as far as why they passed on Justin Fields, um, I think everybody was kind of scratching their heads with a Sam Darnold trade. And when we had a press, well, when the media spoke with Scott for the Scott Fitterer for the first time following that trade, he mentioned that talks with the Jets did not start until after the Ohio State Pro Day. So obviously there was something that they did or did not see in Justin Fields. Either they thought, oh, okay, you know, this kid's a rock star. He's not going to be there at eight. Let's bring in some insurance. Or they thought, hmm, you know what? Let's go with the experience over taking a chance on the rookie. So either way, something happened at that Ohio State field day that contributed to Sam, the Sam Darnold trade and not picking up Justin Fields. Oh, very, very interesting. And uh, But the bigger point is, why do the Panthers believe that Sam Darnold can be the long-term answer for them under center, even though the uh, advanced analytics suggest that he's highly unlikely to become a star? Well, I think they're putting so much on Sam's college career. Um, they are attributing a lot of his struggles to Adam Gase, who's now like an OC at a high school. He's not even in the NFL or at the college level anymore. So the gist that we got is that, um, th because at first I was thinking it was, this is at most a lateral move from Teddy Bridgewater, but they liked Sam's youth and they felt like he had more of an upside than Teddy Bridgewater and that he felt fit the scheme and the program better than Teddy Bridgewater did. So apparently they're thinking that, you know, this is a fresh start for him. We're going to see the Sam Darnold that had him in the top five of the draft a couple of years ago and that everything in with the New York Jets was, you know, coaching related. He was running for his life back there. So we'll, we'll just see. I mean, I think it's a, a definitely a um, test that goes against the analytics, which, which is interesting because David Tepper is an analytics guy which is why we kind of saw him go away from Ron Rivera, who's more old school. So that, that part of it is very interesting, but they're attributing a lot of Sam's struggles in New York to Adam Gase. That makes a lot of sense. And they are betting a lot on Joe Brady to get Sam Donald to the level that the Jets in the NFL thought they were going to get when he got drafted just uh, three right. years ago. 
And uh, as I mentioned, outside of passing on Justin Fields, I was a huge fan of this Panthers draft class. Carolina found tremendous value everywhere. On day two, they added wide receiver Terrace Marshall Jr., who will come in knowing the offense extremely well, like the back of his hand, having played for Joe Brady at LSU. Brady Christensen, an extremely versatile offensive lineman who protected Zach Wilson's blind side at BYU. And Tommy Tremble, an elite blocking tight end at Notre Dame, who could very well become a lethal two-way threat in the NFL. And on day three, they found several potential year one contributors in defensive tackle Davian Nixon of Iowa, guard Deontay Brown of Alabama, and running back Chuba Hubbard of Oklahoma State. Outside of J.C. Horn, which Panthers rookie do you see making the biggest impact this season? Terrace. Yeah, and why Terrace Marshall Jr.? For all the reasons that you just said, um, the Panthers are lethal on offense. They've only tapped a corner of the potential when it comes to what Joe Brady is able to bring out. I think that they're going to have a plethora of weapons. Um, he comes in at a time that they lost a thousand yard receiver in Curtis Samuel or his all purpose yards, but they lost a thousand yard performer in Curtis Samuel. And he can provide just, you know, at least a little bit of cushion to soften the blow of losing um, Curtis to the Washington football team. Oh yeah, absolutely. And uh, do you see Terrace Marshall Jr.? immediately contributing. contributing as that third wide receiver in 11 personnel packages? Well, it depends. It depends on what we see in training camp. We have not really seen him yet in OTAs because he was recovering from a procedure done in the off season. So um, Wofford is the first that we will see with Terrace Marshall. We'll be able to kind of gauge a little bit better to see where he is and what kind of timeline Panthers fans can realistically expect from him. And uh, other than Terrace, who else do you see making a sizable impact from the rookies this year? I mean, other than JC, yes, obviously, other than JC, um, I really like those day three guys, those guys that are going to be down in the trenches. I know I can't pick just one because the Panthers have traditionally not had a lot of luck when it comes to the injury bug along the offensive line. So um, I can't, I'm not going to nail down on just one guy, but if at least two of those guys are healthy throughout the season, I see both of them making, I see them making tremendous impact. Yes, and speaking of health, uh, last season, Christian McCaffrey, the focal point of the Panthers offense, he only played three games due to various injuries. With the NFL moving to the new 17-game regular season format this year, how much do the Panthers plan to lighten CMC's workload, if at all? I don't know how much. That's going to be the catalyst of how good this team can be. You know, people would probably come at me with pitchforks and knives for saying that the team was better offensively last year without CMC. I'm not saying that's because he's not a good athlete. He's a great athlete. He's a phenomenal multidimensional player and multidimensional talent that can somehow, I mean, you can kind of fall into lines of, I mean, Christian can do everything. Let's just give it to Christian. Let's give it to Christian because he's produced. But the catalyst will be how Brady handles this bunch. I always call them the Brady bunch. That's going to speak a lot as far as his offensive um, coordinator talent goes, like how to, how to have equal ball distribution, make sure that everyone's getting their touches and that they're, that he's tailoring the game plan to match as the game goes. You know, again, they had 4,000 yard receiver, not re- receivers, I'm sorry, 4,000 yard performers on offense last year that would not have gotten those touches if Christian McCaffrey were healthy. So it's going to be interesting to see, this is going to be Brady's first, well, hopefully CMC gets through the entire season healthy, but this will be his first full season. We only saw him for a couple of games. So it's going to really, really take creativity, um, confidence in the other players to be able 
to get as much out of this offense as they can without relying solely on Christian McCaffrey. I think his usage numbers were insane his first couple of years in Carolina that could have attributed to, you know, the injuries and things that, that he had last season. So it'll be interesting to see how they manage that, how they manage his load, keep him healthy and make sure everybody else gets their touches. If uh, I personally had the number one overall pick in my fantasy league draft tomorrow, would you say that Christian McCaffrey is still worth that first overall pick or would you go in another direction, assuming that he gets his workload lightened rather significantly? I don't think it'd be significant enough. I don't think the workload would be less than significantly enough to impact his fantasy football numbers. Thank you very much, Sheena. And uh, you mentioned the Panthers had four 1,000-yard performers on offense uh, last year, and one of those is a rising star at wide receiver in the NFL in DJ Moore. And the past two seasons, despite playing with five different quarterbacks, DJ Moore has totaled 1,200-plus receiving yards each of those two years. If DJ Moore plays as good or better in 2021, can you see the Panthers extending him sometime before the 2022 season? You have to. You have to. I always say that DJ Moore is one of the most underrated receivers in the entire football league, if not one of the most underrated offensive players, period. You have to extend him. Um, before him, Greg Olson was their last 1,000-yard receiver or 1,000-yard as far as receiving yards. And he's a tight end. So, you know, this is the best that they've seen at that position, you know, outside of Kevin, Kelvin Benjamin's outstanding rookie season. Since Steve Smith, you have to extend him. Oh, I completely agree. DJ Moore and uh, a lot of other receivers from that rookie class are poised to set the wide receiver market next offseason, and DJ Moore should be one of the first to uh, cash in. You have to pay him. You have to. You most certainly do. You have to extend DJ Moore. I completely agree with that. And uh, there is also an impressive young core on the defensive side of the ball in Carolina. Last year, Jeremy Chin, who, in case you didn't know, is Hall of Famer Steve Atwater's nephew, was a serious candidate for Defensive Rookie of the Year honors. And Derek Brown obviously showed promise as well. But the biggest rising star for the Panthers on defense is arguably Brian Burns. ESPN NFL analyst Matt Bowen said on Twitter a week ago that he believes that Brian Burns is the most underrated player in the National Football League right now. Do you think Brian Burns solidifies himself as a top 10 pass rushing defensive end this season, if not top five? Absolutely. Positively, no question. He looks like a freak of nature right now. You know, he had that that offseason procedure, but he's put on muscle and he's faster. Sometimes you see the guys put on the muscle, it slows them down a little bit. He's faster. He's crisp. He has, you know, um, other pieces on that defense that are going to let him shine in that defensive in that defensive end um, at the defensive end position. I think he has a breakout season. You know, he was hampered by injuries, like little, you know, rinky dink injuries throughout his first first couple of years in Carolina. But I think this is like the coming out season for Brian Burns. Absolutely. Indeed. And uh, now let's go to a listener question from at IDFO on Twitter. And he is asking about the Panthers situation at the safety position. He wants to know if HaHa ha Clinton Dix is still an option at safety, or is there another potential free agent target the team has at Scion, like saying bringing back Trey Boston? Well, I will say this. I will say that I heard from a very, very reliable source that they were still having conversations as far as possibly bringing Trey Boston back. And that was around May, the end of May that I was hearing this. I haven't heard anything since, but I do think that um, while HaHa is on the roster you have to look at him as as who they're going with going into training camp they don't really pull a lot of surprise moves at the end they, they don't do that so I think that um 
it's, it's possible that they could keep him and bring Trey Boston back. You never know. It depends on how everybody gets through training camp and who's healthy and who's not. She is Sheena Quick, ladies and gentlemen, Panthers insider for Fox Sports AM 1340. And speaking of training camp, uh, I alluded to in the intro that we're just two weeks away from the start of all 32 clubs uh, being in full swing in training camp. And uh, what position battles will you personally be keeping an eye on as soon as the Panthers begin training camp in Wofford, South Carolina? Tight ends. Um, I want to see if they're going to be able to get that tight end production that they have not had since Greg Olson. Um, Chris Manhurts, he wasn't really a receiving threat, but he's one of the better tight end blocking tight ends in the league. He's obviously gone, lost the free agency, but I want to see who's going to nail down that spot and make a difference. And if they're going to give Sam Darnold another receiving target, or if they'll be used more in the running game, as far as blocking the running game. So I'll definitely be keeping an eye on that tight end group. Yeah, speaking of that tight end group, uh, do you think Tommy Tremble has a chance at getting some uh, quality playing time this season? I think he does. I think you're looking at him and Ian, Ian Thomas, for that um, starting tight end spot. So that's that's where my eyes will be focused. I know people are probably shocked because I'm always talking about the defense. I think the defense is pretty much set. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the tight end group. Yes, and uh, how is the offensive line looking right now? Any of the rookies have a chance in any of the starting gigs? Well, that's hard to say because they had not been hitting um, so much stuff. Will, so many of those questions will be answered in Spartanburg in a couple of weeks. Um, I, for one, saw Sam Darnold getting a lot of hurries, a lot of a lot of tip balls at the line. Um, that could be because they they aren't you know touching and they're they're not physical and hitting just yet. But that that is an area of it's always been an area of concern in Carolina. So when they put the pads on and we're seeing things at game speed, then we'll be able to assess them a lot better than we have for OTAs and minicamp. Because right now, you know, it's kind of like, okay, the defense is scary fast, but we don't really know what they can do against the offensive line with pads on just yet. We got to wait for Wofford. And now, Sheena, it's time for some way too early predictions for how the Panthers will fare in 2021. Who do you think the Panthers MVP will be this season? Panthers MVP, I think that will be Brian Burns. Oh, gosh. I feel like it's a toss-up between Brian Burns and DJ Moore, though. Uh, yeah, we'll... That's uh, a hard one. That's yeah, we'll make one. it a tie between Brian Burns and DJ okay, Moore just for the hell of it. Who will be go. the 2021 breakout player for the Panthers? Dante Jackson. Oh, Dante he's Jackson. Con- yeah, he's in a contract year, and because he, you know, had that that turf toe issue for most of last season, people forgot that he can really, he, he's been a streaky good cornerback. And I think that focusing on his, um, focusing on, on technique and um, not just relying on, on, on just crazy fast speed as he's always been able to, you know, I think this just being more, becoming a polished technician in this off season, as he said, he's done. I think that's going to definitely help him. And it's a contract year. He has to ball out. So I think our surprise player will be, um, would be Dante Jackson. Oh yeah. Dante Jackson. Uh, he, uh, coming off injury, uh, he'll definitely have an opportunity in a contract year to prove his work to the Panthers or to another NFL team. Should the Panthers decide to go in a different direction at that other cornerback spot. And who do you think the bounce back player for the Panthers will be in 2021? I think I'm going to go YGM. Ye tour gross matos. And I say bounce back just because he had a season cut short, you know, with injury. I think he's going to have a, a great sophomore campaign. 
Yeah, and uh, he's going to get a lot of one-on-one opportunities playing opposite Brian Burns because uh, I believe uh, those uh, offensive line coaches are going to want to double-team Brian Burns every time they play the Panthers. But that's the thing. You also added Hassan Reddit. You can't you can't double-team everybody. That's why oh. I'm so excited for this defense. They're going to be swarming. You can't double-team everybody. Oh, oh, absolutely. And uh, you see a lot of NASCAR packages with like uh, Reddick, uh, Ito Gross Matos, and Brian Burns on the field simultaneously? We'll have to see. Yes, I think that is something that <laughs> Phil Snow is probably considering a lot when he looks at the weapons uh, the Panthers have in that pass rush. And uh, what is the final regular season record for the Panthers in 2021? And their place in the division, and if they make the playoffs, what seed will they be? I want to say maybe 10 and seven, I think is realistic. Ooh. 10 and, and seven is realistic. Um, right now, the NFC South is Tom Brady and the, and the Tampa Bay Bucks to lose. I think it's, it's open wide up as far as, you know, the Saints will have a new starting quarterback. The Panthers will have a new starting quarterback. Atlanta has Matt, you know, Matty Ice. Yeah. But at the same time, he doesn't have Julio Jones. But he added Kyle Pitts. So it's that's that's what's always so it's always so jumbled up in this division because any given Sunday, anybody can beat anybody. But right now I think it's the Bucks um division to lose. Yeah, it's definitely the Bucks and everybody else. But a 10 and 7 finish for the Panthers, like I said, it's not out of the realm of things that will it's not surprise me uh, this season. They could it will surprise a lot of people, but it personally wouldn't surprise me knowing how Matt Rule coaches, his track record and the talent they brought into Carolina his first couple of years. So uh, 10 and seven, that would probably be good for a second place finish and a uh, sixth or seventh playoff seed. I'm guessing. I mean, I think there'll be a wild card team. Yes. So 10 and seven, second place finish and a, that sixth or seventh playoff seed. And if the Panthers make the playoffs, how far do, will they go? Do they get bounced in the wild card round or do they advance to the division round or even the NFC championship? I mean, we all know that when it comes to the postseason, it's, it's a little bit of luck. A little bit of legend. I say a little bit of luck, a little bit of legend, because we know what the team has to offer at that point. Like we know how they bounce back from adversity. We know how they, you know, if they, if they fall behind early, if they lose the game, like, you know, all these different scenarios going into the playoffs. But I think right now it's too early to exactly say what round, if they make the playoffs, they will be out in. Um, I don't know. I can't even, I can't even, yeah, I'm not even going to guess that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no need to apologize. That is uh, more than fair. And uh, in recent weeks, uh, we here at Sports Crunch began a new series on women in sports with the goal of promoting and empowering women at all levels and all facets of the uh, sports industry. And I wanted to ask you a couple questions uh, on that front. And um, last week or, or a couple weeks ago, the Washington football team was fined $10 million due to the findings of an investigation into allegations of sexual harassment throughout the club. But the attorney who led the investigation, Beth Wilkinson, has not released as of this moment a single word, a single page of her report. And the aforementioned penalty can only be summarized as a slap on the wrist, knowing how wealthy Daniel Snyder is. Aside from boycotting the NFL, which is definitely not an option for me, what can we do to hold the NFL accountable for showing that it doesn't care whatsoever about the physical and emotional safety of some of its female employees? Um... It's hard. It's tough to say because, like you said, a lot, a lot of people are going to boycott the NFL. I totally and thoroughly disagree with the way that they handled the Colin Kaepernick silent protest, peaceful, peaceful protest, a couple years back. But at the same time, it's going to take 
and it's, it, it sucks. It takes earth shattering events like George Floyd or earth shattering events like the, the Washington football team, which honestly, it was a slap on the wrist. I don't know what else is going to take to like shake them up. And the problem with that is that NFL owners, this is definitely a good old boys club. And I will say that working in Carolina is actually refreshing to have David Tepper, who's not a member of the good old boys. This is a, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps guy who got it out of the mud. You know what I mean? So yeah. he's, he's, he's very, very vocal and very intentional and active, not just vocal. He's active in making sure that he's giving opportunities to women, to minorities. He's, he's definitely developed a very cohesive community there um, at Carolina, a very, very much healthier work environment than there was, you know, with Jerry Richardson, who like Daniel Snyder, you know, he, 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 he had a, I'm trying to find the right phrase. He inherited, David Tepper inherited a very toxic environment and turned it around very quickly. So I would say that it's going to take more so than the league as a whole, it's going to take each club individually being more accountable before the league makes any real strides. Yes. That's in my opinion. Yes. And it'll probably take a a lot of us fans uh, doing what we can to urge those clubs to hold people more accountable for their actions too. And that's the thing. The NFL is such a machine. It's such a machine. Do you know how many fans were pissed about how Colin Kaepernick was handled? The Um, NFL just moved right on along. Yeah. It moved along. So it's going to take, it's going to take the guys at the top. It's going to take those team owners because that's the only time you're going to see any, any real change. They know that people are still going to watch their product. They know that. Indeed. And uh, during your experience working in the sports industry, were there times you ever felt mistreated because you're a woman? Absolutely. Um, And I no longer work with that publication. I actually don't even think he employs any women anymore. Rather than, you know, remedy his behavior, he was just like, I'm just not going to hire any women, period, which is also an issue. It's also an issue. So I I definitely did have an experience. Um, I detailed it last summer. is something that I got a lot of support for, like a lot of people were very supportive. And um, there were a lot of women that were able to come forward with their experiences with that particular website. And um, they were able to find other opportunities and they, they found a very safe place where they could air their grievances and still not feel like they're going to be retaliated against. And so I just think it's gonna take more outlets that are intentional, more clubs that are intentional with you know, making women, not, not just giving them positions and opportunities, but making an envi- establishing an environment where they feel safe. Oh, absolutely. And uh, let me say that I personally owe where I am right now with this podcast and my life in general to empowered women in the sports world. And that's why I feel the obligation that I do to promote and empower you all right back. And uh, what can us men do to be the best possible allies for you and all of our sisters, either in this field or in any field? Be fair. Be fair. Um, be, have a listening ear. Um, have empathy. And I'm not saying, you know, relax your standards for women because we're pretty badass and you don't have to relax your standards for us. We're going to meet and exceed those anyway. So I would just say to keep doing what you're doing, um, make, make, make for an equal working, uh, equally treated work environment, um, an equal opportunity employer, um, be willing to listen and also be be willing to support, you know, be willing to stand for something as far as, you know, making sure that your stance is known. Because a lot of times when people don't say anything, it's because we, we just assume that you, you're siding with the oppressor. 
or you're, you're siding with the wrong side. So just be intentional, um, be willing to, to speak up when you see things like that happening and um, just be willing to do everything you can to help remedy the situation should it arise. Sheena Quick, Carolina Panthers Insider, 1340 AM Fox Sports Radio. Thank you so much once again for joining us. And that's it for today here on Sports Crunch. But stay tuned because our Women in Sports series and our nonstop NFL coverage continue next week. So stay tuned. Meanwhile, be sure to follow Sheena on Twitter and Instagram at Sheena underscore Marie three. And that's the digit three. You can also follow me on Twitter at dcrom 59 and Instagram at Sports Crunch with dcrom For Sheena Quick, this is David Cromwell saying so long and as usual. Stay awesome, stay safe, stay sane. And folks, all 32 NFL stadiums will be allowed to be at full capacity this fall. But if you don't want to wear a mask to the game, please get vaccinated if you haven't done so yet. Take care, cats and kittens, and stay cool. Mm-hmm.